And welcome to today's show here at Master the NEC, where we talk about everything that has to do with the National Electrical Code. Well, today's episode, we're going to crack open that 2014 here. We're a few days before Christmas and felt like it was a good day for us to do a lesson on the National Electrical Code. And more specifically, we're going to talk about an article that is probably one of the misunderstood, yet it's kind of brief. But misunderstood, we get a lot of questions. Uh, through the years, of the bulk of the questions that have come to me have to do with the this specific article. So I figured we'd go through it and try to push through it. Uh, I can easily talk about this article for three or four hours, even though it's very simple. Uh, but we're going to talk about Article 334, uh, and that deals with non-metallic sheathed cable. The ins and outs, the applications... Uh, we're going to talk about, we'll, we'll discuss a little bit about UL uh, 719, which is actually UL standard that all manufacturers use in order to be able to produce this product. Uh, and so they have to conform to a specific standard. And of course, the copper that's involved in there is a is a product of an ASTM, uh, a B3 or B8 or what have you. And then, of course, that's the makeup of the, of the copper material. And, of course, then we have the insulation on it. And we'll talk about that a little bit. And it's made up together in a jacket uh, sheathed assembly. And it's you know mainly used for residential applications. But we're going to see today that that's not the, the only application for it. And some people will shy away from it. Uh, but they just don't really understand it. And so that's probably the reason. So we'll talk about it today and answer some of those questions. Um, as always, we bring you this show here for educational uh, purposes and uh, if you have a 2014 NEC, uh, again follow along in Article 334. If you have a 2011 edition or even a 2008, uh, go on and follow along with us in Article uh, 334 because a lot of that information hasn't really changed. Uh, so it's going to be great information for you. It might generate some questions. And that's what gives me the ability to say at this moment, I want you to visit our Facebook page which basically you just go on Facebook and search for Master the NEC, uh, or you listen to iHeartRadio. You can listen to these uh, recordings on these shows via the iHeartRadio app by going to iHeartRadio, downloading the app on your iPhone or Android or whatever, and then search for Master the NEC, and then you'll see the, the familiar logo for NFPA, which uh, which um, you know just kind of signifies the, the, the course that, that these are. And then you can favorite it, and, uh, and you can listen to the shows anywhere on the go. And uh, the reason I send you to our website, is, which is also masterthenec.com, is because you can send emails or you can send posts on the Facebook page. Um, and you can get our Facebook page by going to Master the NEC. Um, basically, what we want you to do is, is uh, submit questions for future shows, future episodes, anything about the code you want us to explain, uh, things like that. We're more than happy to do that for you. Uh, it'll never cost you a dime. We just want you to listen, and, and hopefully it'll teach you something about the NEC. All right, so let's crack our book open to Article 334. We're talking about non-metallic sheathed cable, type NM. Uh, and then, of course, you'll see that this article will cover three types of non-metallic sheathed cable, uh, type NM, type NMC, and type NMS. And we'll briefly talk about each one of those. But today's 
episode is primarily focused on non-metallic sheath cable, the type NM, which is generally the one that we're going to use for all house wiring. Uh, and so that's the one that, uh, in, in not just houses, but in some light commercial applications, but you're going to find out in this episode really where it's permitted to use it and where it's not in, in little nuances that are involved in that. So that's the whole purpose of today's show. So that's kind of our, our opening summary. We're going to talk about the, the key definitions. We're going to call, talk about construction and installation and use. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about the construction type so that you're really familiar with how non-metallic sheath cable is, is constructed. Because if you've never really seen it built or, or made in a, fa a facility, you, you just kind of don't understand what goes involved in making it. It's a pretty unique thing to see. All right, so let's get started. First thing I always like to do is with any lesson that you're dealing with an article uh, in the code is to look at part one and then look at the scope of that article. Uh, the key to that is, if you don't look at what the scope is of the article, you have no idea of whether or not it applies to your situation. There's many people who have actually delved into the code, tried to dissect it for something, only to realize that the scope didn't even apply to what they're dealing with. Uh, and so they get frustrated with it. And so what we're trying to do is... is uh, demystified, if you will, and try to explain it in a little better terms. But the scope, that's the key. So look, look at the scope, which is point one, so it's 334.1, and it says this article covers the use, the installation, and construction specifications of non-metallic sheathed cable. Now with that said, remember we have three different types. Okay, we have the NM, we have the NMC, and the NMS. All of those are non-metallic sheathed cables. But each one of them have their own separate function and there are separate permitted use areas and what have you. But they all are basically under the umbrella of non-metallic sheathed cable. So let's look at some of the definitions first. So we got 334.2, which got, you know, I'm one of those uh, people who say that if you don't know definitions and you don't really make an effort to learn definitions, it makes it really hard for you to understand the use of the definitions inside the scope of something that you're doing. You, you really need to know definitions. So the first definition is non-metallic sheath cable. What is it? Well, basically it's a factory assembly of two or more insulated conductors enclosed within an overall non-metallic jacket. So whether you've got that non-metallic sheath cable and you've got the, the white, which is gonna basically unofficial color coding, you know, the white non-metallic sheath cable is going to signify a 14 gauge. The yellow colored non-metallic sheath jacket is going to signify a 12 AWG. And then, of course, you got the orange, which is going to signify a 10 AWG. That actually was started by Encore Wire Corporation years ago. And it's kind of come the unofficial color coding of a non-metallic sheath product. And then typically when you get above that, usually the insulation is, is, is black. And that has to do with the fact that a lot of times on the insulation with the larger non-metallic sheet cable, it's just a regrind. I mean, it's, it's used jacket or recycled jacket. It's much easier to do it in black. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that happens to every company. I'm just saying sometimes you get from your colors, you, it's easier to produce black. Uh, so that tends to be their larger uh, conductors once you get oversized tents, you know. Okay, so that's what we've got for that. Now, the other thing we want to look at 
is we'll move on over and we'll look at the different types. So we'll have a type NM, NMC, and NMS. So you've always asked yourself, because you might be familiar with using type NM, uh, you might say, well, what does the NMC and what is the NMS? Well, the key thing uh, to remember is that all of those are non-metallic sheath products. It's just that you'll have that additional C or that additional S. Now, when you think of NM, our normal type NM cable, it's an insulated conductor enclosed within an overall non-metallic jacket. So if you think of normal non-metallic sheath cable that you would use in a residential application or what have you, uh, you think of a black conductor, insulated conductor, a white insulated conductor, and a bare equipment ground that's between the two conductors. And it, usually, it has a paper wrap on it. All of this specification for design, by the way, is part of UL 719, which governs the construction of non-metallic sheath cable. And so all of the manufacturers will produce it to that standard. Now, you have the second kind, which is a type NMC. And that is, uh, type NMC is basically the same thing, except for it says insulated conductors in uh, enclosed within an overall corrosive resistant non-metallic jacket. So if you think of the C, you're thinking that the C adds that corrosion resistant component. Again, remembering that it's still a non-metallic sheath jacket that's involved in it. And then you have NMS. Now I like to think of NMS S as special, uh, but I like to also think of it as a a, a hybrid. A lot of people remember the S because it also has some sort of signaling or communication or data connection in there that's separated. In other words, you got your power conductors and you also have a separation within the jacket to create a, a what we call a hybrid product, which has the power conductors as well as data communication or signaling all incorporated in one non-metallic uh, sheathing that encompasses all of this product. And I like to think of S as special because it's different. A lot of people think of the S for signaling, uh, but I remember S as being a more of a hybrid type of product. So if you read the definition of it, it says insulated power or control conductors with signaling, data, or communication conductors within the overall non-metallic sheath jacket. So that's basically what he is. So this paved the way for what we call hybrid conductors to allow to do multiple functions within one product, uh, which is the ease of pulling it from A to B. And you have the not only the power conductors, but you also can have some signaling component or some communication or data involved in it. So that's kind of our, 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 our combination or special, is like I like to think of, call for it. But those are your three types that you're dealing with. Uh, and so the one other thing to remember, now look at 334.6. This is real important. It says listed. All of these products are listed for their application. So an NMC is listed as a non-metallic sheath cable with a jacket, and that is used for corrosive environments. Now, just so you know, most of the producers that would produce non-metallic sheath cable are probably not going to produce an NMC. Not to say that all don't, but the problem is most of those, those manufacturers that produce NM cable also produce uh, UF cable. And by producing UF cable, it pretty much serves the purpose that, that you would get with a non-metallic uh, NMC for that corrosive resistance. Because if you look under UF, under Article 340, you'll see that it has an application where it can be used in a corrosive environment. So there's no sense a lot of times in producing 
a, a dual product when you got a product that can do something to the other. So um, what would be the purpose of producing an NMC when you also produce a UF? That's the kind of application we're talking about. All right, so it's got to be listed. So all type NM, NMC, and type NMS cables shall be listed. It really probably should say shall be listed and labeled. But I happen to know for a fact that Mr. Jeff Fecto with uh, UL, a uh, good friend of mine who runs around the country teaching people about UL and the National Electrical Code and what have you, does a wonderful job, very intelligent man, uh, is put in a proposals to add listed and labeled because that's basically what's happening. So uh, I support that code change. Hopefully the code making panel will as well. So that was a good move, but uh, that was very, very well done by Mr. Fecto. All right, so that covers uh, everything that has to do with part one, which is your Basically, when you're dealing with part one, you're dealing with your general requirements. So now we kick into part two, which has to do with the installation, or basically the use of the product and its gamut of uh, items that, that are required to be observed. Uh, the inspectors look for it. Uh, when you're an installer, it's, it, it's incumbent on you to make sure that you follow these directions uh, for installation. Uh, and again, remembering that the National Electrical Code is a minimum code standard. So it's the safest house that you could ever build with the minimum standards if you were to just build a home and wire it to the NEC. Um, you could do it, you can go beyond code, and you're always encouraged to go beyond code, but this is the minimum standard. So let's look at it. So the first thing we're going to look at is the all important uh, part two, which is installation, is. 334.10. Uh, and remember, .10 is also the use permitted in most other um, uh, wiring methods uh, articles that are in there. The .10 will be uh, uses permitted and .12 or uses not permitted. So kind of remember that if you ever get lost and you want to know, you see something about a certain type of raceway or certain type of cable, as you know, well, .10 is going to tell me the permitted uses and then .12 is of that article is going to tell me the not permitted uses. So let's look at it. 334.10 says use is permitted. And this is for type NM, type NMC, and type NMS cable. But here's an important thing. It says cables shall be permitted to be used in the following except as prohibited in 334.12. So obviously we have that section that's going to prohibit some specific uses. So here we're talking about the uses permitted. Uh, but it also says inside of the charging statement, it says shall be permitted. So it's not required for you to use, for example, non-metallic sheath cable in a house. Not required. I mean, I could do the house like they do in Chicago, and they could force you to use EMT, electrical metallic tubing, and, and, and pull the wires in it. I mean, that's the jurisdiction. is uh, That's what they're going for. Um, however foolish I might think that might be, that's what that jurisdiction does, and that's their prerogative to do so. But... Um, there are places that you're perfectly allowed to use non-metallic sheathed cable in that if you install it in accordance with the code, it's going to be fine. Okay, So let's look at it. What we've got here is we've got five items to follow under 334.10. Uh, we've got, we got five specific items, and we'll talk about these, maybe a few in more detail than others. But let's look at number one. First thing is I am permitted to use non-metallic sheathed cable in one and two family dwellings and their attached or detached garages and their storage buildings. So if I have a, a, a one and two family building 
Then I also have the attached structures can be done in non-metallic sheet cable. But I also have other storage buildings that are associated with that one and two family dwelling that I can also uh, use non-metallic sheet cable. And it's not a problem. Let's go on to the next one, item number two. It says multi-family dwellings permitted to be of the type three, four, and five construction. All right, so as long as the building that's being constructed and this is where you have to ask the, the building inspector or the, the, uh, the building design person or whatever. You have to determine whether or not this structure is being built under type 3, 4, or 5. Now, let me just a little hint for you. If it's wood frame construction, chances are it's going to be type 3, 4, or 5. All right. So there's very rare that you're going to get type 1 and type 2, which are construction requirements to be of concrete uh, or brick or whatever, you, that they were going to generally be type 1 and type 2. So it's a good, uh, good clear thing to realize that, well, if it's a multifamily application, let's say three apartment complex with four apartments, three or whatever, um, that it is a multifamily dwelling uh, and it's going to be permitted if as long as the construction is of type 3, 4, and 5 then I probably have no problem with the use of non-metallic sheet cable. Now, others would disagree and say, no, it's got to be MC, which is perfectly fine if you want to do it at MC. It might be AC, uh, conduit, or whatnot. But the reality is the NEC permits you to use non-metallic sheet cable in a multifamily dwelling as long as the construction type, again, is type 3, 4, and 5. And that's very easy to find out. The next one we deal with is item number three. Now, this is getting away from the, 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 the one and two family or the multifamily residential type of things, which is basically covering all the residential. Uh, now you're getting into things that cause other structures. This might be a, a an office building with just office spaces that, that clearly allows it to be built out of type three, four, or five, which is wood construction. Hey, there's a very good chance that if it's being built out of wood, then it's three, four, and five, and nothing would prohibit you from using non-metallic sheet cable in it. It's not going to hurt the product. The product's going to be inside the walls. But the caveat to these whole things is this. Check it out. In item one and two, which dealing in one and two family in multifamily, it didn't say anything about the non-metallic sheath cable having to be behind any type of finished fire rating or, or anything like that, um, like a, um, a fire rated assembly or anything. Uh, you do have to do the protection from physical damage we'll talk about later, but it didn't have to be, in other words, if I had a garage attached to my home and it was unfinished, nothing would prohibit me from using non-metallic sheath cable in there. And I didn't have to sheetrock it, okay? Or gypsum board is a more accurate term for it. Okay, it's open. Uh, it doesn't have to be behind any 15-minute rating. The difference in item number three is this is dealing with things other than one and two family and multifamily. It says other structures permitted to be type three, four, and five, which is, again, we're talking about wood construction. It says cables shall be concealed within walls, floors, or ceilings that provide a thermal barrier of material that has at least a 15-minute finish rating, which is probably going to be your typical gypsum board. The problem is you have to be in that space, and it has to be protected by that something with a 15-minute finish rating. Uh, and it's got to be identified and listed as a fire-rated assembly. So you have to understand that that's how it's got to be done. And there's a lot of fire-rated assemblies that are two-by-fours with gypsum board on each side. Okay, so you have to look at that. And then that's the, that's the difference. So 
as long as I put it inside of a building other than a one and two family or a multifamily, as long as I put it inside of something that's going to give me that at least a 15 minute finish rating, which most gypsum board will, then that's the caveat to it. And I could use it. So, for example, I have wired office buildings. They were all constructed out of two by four framing. Uh, it was a type three, four or five construction, probably not type four because that's heavy timber, but it was probably a type three. And at the end of the day, they were going to put drywall up anyway or, or gypsum board. And so it was fine. It was a 15, 15, 15 minute rating was not a problem to achieve. And why would I want to go through the trouble of, of bending pipe or, or bending tubing or, or, or what have you? I, why would I want to go through all that? I just run uh, non-metallic sheet cable. Or I could obviously run uh, MC cable if I want. But, you know, it takes a little bit more tools to run the MC, the cutters, the proper cutting, and, and a little bit more skill maybe as far as working with that product. But it doesn't mean you're any less of an electrician to run non-metallic sheet cable. I mean, that's just, that's what the job calls for. That's what you run. You choose whatever you run. It's going to run, it's going to work fine. All right, next we're dealing with is item number four, which is... Um, it says cable trays in structures permitted to be type 3, 4, and 5 where the cable are identified for the use. So this is telling me that I can run non-metallic sheet cable that is identified for use in cable trays in specific structures that are permitted to be of construction of type 3, 4, and 5. So if they want to put a cable tray in, then I would run that, that in, into it. And I would have the ability to run my non-metallic sheet cable into that cable tray. Obviously, you have to be aware of requirements in 392 for cable trays uh, and all that type of thing. And you got to be really careful with the temperature limitations, as you see in an informational note here about 31015A3. I mean, you got to keep those things in mind. But if the non-metallic sheet cable is listed for use in a cable tray, then it's okay to use it in a cable tray. And that's all item four is telling you. And then we get down to item five, which is type one and type two construction. Uh, so as, let's say I have a building and I have a specific area that's required to be constructed of type one and type two construction. Uh, and then typically in those areas, that's going to be the concrete walls or brick walls or whatever. And, and most of the people are going to run EMT, which is a tubing on the outside, or they're going to run a rigid metal conduit or schedule 80 PVC or whatever they're going to do. Uh, there's going to be applications where I would need possibly to run uh, non-metallic sheet cable in those locations. Well, as long as you install a raceway that's permitted in those type of construction, then you're allowed to pull non-metallic sheet cable in it for things like protection and what have you if you need to do it. Okay. So basically item five says type one and type two construction. Again, we're talking about uses permitted. In type one and type two construction, we're installed within raceways that are permitted to be installed in a type one and type two construction. Okay, with that said, you do have to keep a few things in mind. I don't know how often item fives gets used out there, but I also have this little requirement where I'm required to secure the cables to enclosures uh, or to boxes uh, within so many feet and what have you. There's While there are some exceptions to the rule, um, the generally is I have to secure that cable to that enclosure or that junction box or outlet box or whatever. So you got to work around that one. Um, generally, if it's say from A to B, let's say from a box to a box, if the raceway is complete, that's a complete raceway system, then you have a little bit of a problem meeting the requirements in the code. Now, if you were just going through a sleeve for protection, 
uh, then you know that's what we're going to talk about 334 in a little bit about running non-metallic sheath cable within a raceway for protection then that's probably okay and then it's got some caveats to that with securing and and things like that and the amount of sheathing that can be in the box and you know at least the amount you need and all that kind of thing so just kind of be careful with item number five if you have any questions on that in more detail uh, feel free to email us again I just want to pop out that email uh, it's info at masterthenec.com so feel free to send us email any question you want on anything if you need it in more detail I uh, just can't go into so much detail that we get bogged down all right next we're gonna go into the item a or, or part a which is type NM now, this is only specific to type NM under the uses permitted all right those were the general five uses permitted now we're getting to specifics for example a says type NM it says type NM cable shall be permitted, again, not required, shall be permitted as followed. Number one, in both exposed and concealed work in normally dry locations, except as prohibited in 334.10.3. And we'll talk about that when we get to, to deal with that. But just so you know, uh, 334.10.3, if you look above that, it talks about the other structures permitted to be type 3, 4, and 5 construction, and the 15-minute barrier, that type of application, you see it's that's got to be, that's talking about the exposed, it's saying here in A that it can be used, NM cable can be used for exposed or concealed. Well, it's kind of difficult to do that in item 3 above where it requires it to be behind a 15-minute finish rating. So that's why it says except as uh, prohibited in 334.10.3. But in general, I can run non-metallic sheath cable exposed or concealed. The only problem with exposed is that's going to kick into a requirement to protect it from physical damage. And we'll talk about that in just a second. So you have to keep that one in mind. Item number two says to be installed, in fi or, uh, to installed or fished uh, in air voids in masonry block or in tile walls. Well, that's because they're air cavities. Now, it wouldn't work if these cavities are to be filled up with grout or some kind of cement later. These have to be air voids that remain that way, and you're fishing it into them. Okay? So, that's, that's it says uh, to be installed or fished in air voids in masonry block or tile walls. Okay? So, if they're masonry block, you have those air voids, or if you have tile walls, then you can fish it there. Those are the two areas that permit you to do it. Okay. Then let's go on to B. B says type NMC. Now I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I told you that basically many companies won't produce this simply because they produce a UF that can meet this need. But again, B got the same two little things. It says, okay, when you're dealing with NMC, we're going to let you do it both exposed and we're going to let you do it concealed in dry, moist, damp or corrosive locations, except as prohibited, again, in 334.10.3. Okay, still has to have that barrier, still has to be behind that wall rating in those other type structure applications where it's prohibited. Now, uh, the key thing to remember here is we're probably not going to have the NMC, so you're, you just need to know that there is an area in 340 which says that you treat that product it allows you to treat that product like a non-metallic sheath cable. And when you do, it brings you all the way back to, to the beginning here of uh, Article 334. And then what it does is says you have to meet the requirements. Well, the only product that you're installing the UF to be similar to is NMC. So you have to follow the rules that be pres prescriptive for 
NMC and keeping that in mind because that's what I'm using that UF for as if it's a non-metallic sheet cable in this specific application. And a lot of people lose sight of that and don't realize that they have to correlate. All right. And then I'm not going to talk about the NMS because uh, it's just going to eat up time. But you can read it and see that it's, again, same same item number one is the same. And, again, it's the same item number two within air voids or masonry block or tile that you can fish it in. Same as regular non-metallic sheet cable. It just, you notice that it doesn't say anything in there about corrosive or damp locations, things like that. Okay, You treat that one just like a, a non-metallic sheet cable, the normal enium. Because basically that's what it is. It just has a data cable or communications cable uh, integrated in the sheathing or the, the actual jacket. So there's no real difference in the location for that. All right, now let's move on to 334.12 and talk about the uses not permitted. So because we talked about where it was permitted, now we want to we dabble into areas that are not permitted. Now first off, it says type NM, NMC, and NMS cable shall not be permitted in the following. So this covers all of them. So these locations we're going to talk about covers all of these products. Number one, it says, in any dwelling or structure not specifically permitted in 334.10, 1, 2, 3, and 5. So unless it was one of the uses locations that was specifically permitted in the .10 requirements, uh, then it can't be in any of the other. Okay, so that's real clear. If it talked about its use in, in item 1, 2, 3, or 4 in 334.10, then it's okay. Here it's saying, yeah, but anywhere other than those that we just told you, then you can't do it. So that's what it's talking about. Next, item number 2, again, applies to all three of the products. It says exposed and dropped or suspended ceilings in other than one and two family and multifamily dwellings. So can I have a non-metallic sheet cable above a suspended or dropped ceiling in a one and two family or a multifamily? Sure. Can I have it inside of an other structure? No. Like a commercial application? No. One of those other structures that permitted me to use NM cable, that's fine. If it's within the 15-minute barrier that's required, fire-rated assembly. But if it's a dropped ceiling or suspended ceiling, I can't have it above there. Okay, so just keeping that in mind, you can have it in a one and two family and a multifamily. Uh, here's, a, here's a neat thing. If I have a multifamily building that has apartments, then I could use the non-metallic sheet cable within those units. But what about if I come out into the common hallway and the hallway has a drop ceiling? That portion is of the commercial component of the building. And then I can't have it above that ceiling. Now, you sheetrock that ceiling and put that gypsum board in, and then you create that 15-minute barrier, then you're good to go. It's no longer a dropped or suspended ceiling anymore, right? That makes it use. Uh, it makes it easier to use. So keeping that in mind. Uh, item number three says, I cannot use NM, NMC, or NMS as service entrance cable. One thing that, that, that sticks out is that you're not going to be able to use NM cable for that because it's not going to be large enough. NM cable has specific size requirements that go up to no larger than 2 gauge. But you'll find out that uh, inside of uh, uh, 230, it specifically prohibits or doesn't list the use of non-metallic sheet cable as service entrance cable. So that kind of covers you there, so you can't use it for that. The, also, the limitation you have is that typically, and you'll see it later, that non-metallic sheet cable is, is ampacity is based on the 60-degree column. Even though we make adjustment and corrections based on the 90 it still can't exceed that of the 60-degree column. So typical SE cable or service entrance cable it works on the 75-degree because that's what the manufacturers produce it at. So 
keeping keeping that in mind, that's usually its temperature limitation. So those are some you know things to consider. Uh, item number four says in commercial garages having a hazardous classified locations as defined in 511.3. So if I have a commercial garage, and that commercial garage uh, ha has hazardous locations, then I cannot use non-metallic sheath cable in those hazardous locations right, of that commercial garage. However, just so you know, I can have other areas of that commercial garage that were not considered hazardous locations that would be unclassified or not hazardous locations that I might be permitted to use it. You check your local jurisdiction, find out from your local uh, inspectors and see what's going on with that. But just keep that in mind. It might be possible. But within the commercial garage itself that that, that has hazardous locations involved in it, uh, then you wouldn't use a non-metallic sheath cable. Uh, item B, uh, no, excuse me, number five, item five, uh, here in 334.12, it says in theaters and similar locations, except where prohibited, oh, excuse me, except where permitted in 518.4B. All right, so what this is, is you're generally going to have a, a place of assembly, and it's generally for uh, people can come together like worship, 100 people, individuals or more. Then you'll have an area that's considered a place of assembly. In that place of assembly, you're generally going to have rated walls within that area. And you need to have wiring, for example, that can comply. means rigid metal conduit, things like that. Uh, EMT that's going to be used for those specific assembly areas. But the permitted areas might be areas like offices that are basically could be type 3 construction because you can have a place of assembly that's constructed like it's a uh, some kind of a rating on it where it's a fire rating on it but then you have the separation walls and then on the outer perimeters you might have offices which are just being built out of two by four framing typical wood framing and there would be nothing that would prohibit you from using those areas which aren't part of the place of assembly designated area that you would be able to wire those in the non-metallic sheath cable and you'd be okay. So there's there are some permitted areas in 518.4B that's going to say, hey, that's not part of the assembly, things like that, then go for it. All right? Now, let's go on to 6. 6 says in motion picture studios, flat out, you can't use non-metallic sheath cable in a motion picture studio. Uh, seven in storage battery rooms. You flat out cannot use non-metallic sheet cable in a storage battery rooms. However, you might have storage battery rooms in association with an overall size of a building that that might be a different type of construction, like a three, four, five that the code permitted you to use it previously in 334.10. It's really specific to the storage battery room, which uh, probably require ventilation and other requirements in the code uh, that wouldn't permit a non-metallic product in there like that. So you wouldn't have them in there. So inside of a battery storage room or a storage battery room, you're not going to be able to use a non-metallic sheet cable product. Uh, next you've got is eight in, in hoistways or in elevators or escalators. So in a hoistway, you don't want anything in that hoistway that is not associated with that elevator, but you can't have non-metallic sheathing uh, type products penetrating that hoistway. Uh, that hoistway is usually fire rated around the perimeter. And what happens is only thing that's allowed to be in there electrically is that that's associated with that elevator within that hoistway. Okay, so you can't have it in the elevators. You can't supply the elevators or wire the elevators with any type of non-metallic sheath cable. 
Uh, and of course, you can't do any of the escalators, which which can have a pit area underneath it, or an access areas, or the wiring that's involved with an escalator. Uh, it's very specific here that you can't use non-metallic sheath cable for that application. And then let's look going, and now let's go on to the next one, and it's item number nine, which is pretty pretty important because if you look at the uses not permitted, we're again talking about type NM. NMC and NMS. So far, we've none of those three are been permitted in these applications we're talking about. So then we get to item number nine, and it says embedded in poured cement, concrete, or aggregate. So not even NMC can be placed in embedded. In other words, embedded means totally encompassed, embedded, uh, embedded in poured concrete, cement, or aggregate. So you can't use NM, NMC, or NMS in that application, okay? So that would be like taking it, pouring it, pushing it down, and embedding it uh, into the actual concrete, cement, or aggregate. You, you can't do that with none of the non-metallic sheath products. And then the last item here under the uses permitted is item 10, and that is in hazardous classified locations, except where specifically permitted by other articles in this code. Now basically again what we're talking about is I could have hazardous locations that you're not permitted to use a non-metallic sheath product that might be adjacent to an area that is not classified that might permit you to use non-metallic sheath cable in it because it is not part of the hazardous classified location. And we can have buildings that within that building have hazardous classified locations within an overall building that would prohibit the use of a non-metallic sheet product, but it might be associated with locations that permit the use of a non-metallic sheet product. So you have to pay close attention to the NEC in the application to understand what the type of construction is, the use, and where it's going to really determine whether or not you can use non-metallic sheath cable. At the end of the day, it's a wiring method that's very cost-effective and affordable, but it, at the end of the day, when you strip it down, what is it? It's copper in insulated conductors like every other wiring method that's out there. It's just the difference in the jacket. And if you're installing it in an environment where it's not going to be subject to physical damage, if you're installing it where it's going to be in walls, that it's really going to be there and done, you don't have to see it again, you got to think about it. Is this product going to be okay to use? Yes. So look at it that way and, and how you judge it. Okay, so next we're going to go on. That was the A. So then we have some other items, and that's item B or Part B, excuse me, that deals with the type NM and NMS only. So you're going to see that these four items that I talk about right here, and that's going to be end of Part 1 of this session, so hopefully you hang on and you've listened this far, is that now we're only talking about NM and NMS. So NMC is not listed here. So these four things we're going to talk about don't really apply to NMC. All right? So let's look at it. It says type NM and NMS cable shall not be used under the following conditions or in the following locations. So now these are in addition to all of them that were listed in item in, in part A of that. This is all of them that are listed in there, which covered all of them. This one here, these four under 334.12b are going to only going to apply to NM and NMS. Okay? So it says number one, it says exposed to corrosive fumes or vapors. Well, we know that NMC says it can be an encrosive environment, so that's why it's not listed here. But we know that you cannot place NM or NMS in any uh, environment that's going to have some corrosive fumes or vapors. 
Okay, so it could have a a catastrophic effect on the non-metallic component, the PVC jacketed that's over top of the conductors. And then next we have item two, which is embedded in masonry, concrete, adobe fill, or plaster. So I cannot take NM or NMS and embed it in any type of masonry, any type of concrete, adobe, fill, or plaster. So I can't even push NM or NMS into a plaster wall, maybe a gap, let's say, uh, in a wall they're plastering and try to push it embedded in there. You can't do it. You can't do NM or NMS in that application. Uh, the next one is, is one that's uh, going to shock a lot of people. It says, in a shallow chase in masonry, concrete, or adobe, and covered with plaster, adobe, or similar finish. Could be, could be drywall mud, could be a similar type of finish. The key here is, I can't take a, a, something and chisel it up, down a wall, chisel the wall down to lay my non-metallic sheath cable in there and then plastic, uh, put plaster over it or adobe over it or something to fill it over in order to finish the wall and say, hey, I just cut out a little chase in the wall. And you can't do that. Especially, you can't do it in masonry, concrete, adobe, or any type of fill material. All right? So uh, that's going to prohibit you to do it. So notice that this doesn't apply to, to NMC. That's important to remember when we move on into part two, but just think about that. That prohibits the application in a lot of remodels where somebody might take a wall and they chip a groove down and they're running NM cable everywhere and they want to try to chip out enough to be able to even put uh, non-metallic cable down that wall. And they say, well, hey, I protected it with a metal plate uh, at least one sixteenth of an inch. I understand you protect it against physical damage. I get that. But the code specifically says that you can't put non-metallic sheath cable in that groove from that, that cement concrete wall and then fill it with some kind of filler in order to smooth it out so that you can it's easy for you to do that. You, you can't do it. I know you want to do it sometimes, but you can't with non-metallic sheath cable. You just can't do it. And then lastly, number four, which is critical to dealing with NM or NMS, is it in wet or damp locations. You cannot install non-metallic sheet cable in a wet or a damp location. So if we determine that a certain location is wet location, or we determine that a certain location is a damp location, then we cannot install it in those locations. Now, people will argue all the time and say, well, isn't a bathroom a wet location? Well, I hope not. If you're putting the non-metallic sheet cable in the walls, uh, it's a bathroom. You're not installing it within the shower or in the bathtub complex. You're installing it within the framing of the wall. So it's not a wet location or a damp location. Now, inside the footprint of that tub or shower might be a damp or wet location, but not inside the walls. Okay. Now let's talk about crawl spaces for a second. Some crawl spaces, depending on where you're at in the country, can be wet or damp locations. It really depends. If it's a damp or wet location, then most of the local building codes will require you to put some kind of barrier up underneath the, the crawl space. If you run the wiring up in there where the insulation is, inside of the floor joists, then to me that is a dry location. Because you put insulation up there, that's going to get wet if it was a wet location. Because most places will make you put a plastic barrier under the bottom or do something. But if you're running it down just open on the bottom of the floor joists, which we'll talk about later as a problem in, in a crawl space. But if you did, you ran it down there and there were signs of moisture 
or there were signs of dampness, depending on where you're at. And again, that's a that's a jurisdictional call. Then what happens is that can be classified as a damp or wet location. And clearly, 334.12b4 says that you can install non-metallic sheet cable in a wet or damp location. So it's a call that the local jurisdiction is going to have to call based on their experience and what local codes may require. So you have to work with your local inspector to kind of understand it. And here's how I tell people all the time. I've wired tons of homes. I don't always go down into the crawl spaces. While some people like to pop down in the crawl space, come over and then pop back up. Well, we're going to talk about something in 334.15c uh, about what you can do in a crawl space when it comes to smaller 12s, 14s, and 10s uh, when you're running them down and along the floor joists. You're going to find out a big surprise of what you can and can't do. But what I want to say here is if I run it down to that crawl space and there's evidence of moisture or that's not a dried in crawl space uh, and it shows that it's a damp location or a wet location with a lot of water, standing water or moisture, then we're going to have a problem. Uh, that's going to be a wet or a, a damp location. But if it's a dry area, then it's a dry area, then it's a dry location. Okay, so that's something you got to work with your inspectors on to determine that. But anyway, we're going to stop part one there. Uh, again, if you have any questions at all about anything we've talked about here in the uh, in the in the show dealing with non-metallic sheath cable, I encourage you to email me at info at masterthenec.com, uh, or you can go to our Facebook page. Just go on your Facebook page and search for Master the NEC and 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 like us and and subscribe. Uh, or you can also listen to our shows on the iHeartRadio app uh, by simply searching for Master the NEC. Uh, as well as you can, uh, again, you can email us and we'll uh, uh, answer all your questions for you and uh, try to help you out. Uh, thanks again for listening. This was part one of Article 334. Stay tuned for part two where we'll get started with 334.15 uh, very shortly. Thanks again for listening. God bless.